Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new series called Kayla Runs a Half Marathon, where I'll be coaching and interviewing aspiring distance runner Kayla Roten through her journey to her first half marathon. Follow week by week as Kayla trains for her big day and let's find out together what it takes to cross the finish line. Kayla, how's it going? Hey, it is going well. How are you, Harrison? Congrats on your Ironman. Thank you. Yeah, it was a it was a struggle fest for sure. I I uh, I did a so it's a half Ironman. I did one last year in October in Phoenix or in Tempe, Arizona, and the swim got canceled. So this year was redemption because there was a swim. And uh, what I didn't expect, well, I guess I kind of expected that the bike would be really challenging because it had 3000 feet elevation gain um which is just a lot of just a lot of up and down um and where i live it's super flat so there's not any like real hills to train on and so it was i was caught off guard for sure Uh, i still feel like i did pretty well though i hit my goal under six hours so yeah good job yeah um you had a huge week you had a, a milestone week let's Let's dive into it. I want to hear all about it. Yeah. Um, so it ended up being a pretty good week. There were some, um, you know, some roadblocks, I guess you could say, along the way. So I woke up Monday just with a really bad headache. Um, and so I decided to not run Monday and run Tuesday instead. Um, but that kind of backfired on me because Tuesday the headache was still there. And, um, so I like went out on my run in the morning and a little over halfway, I started getting really lightheaded and dizzy. And so I ended up walking like the last mile home or so, um, just cause I really felt like I just, yeah, really, really lightheaded. Um, so I only went about three and a half miles and then, um, it actually ended up turning into quite the migraine <laughs> throughout oh, the no. week, which was kind of bad. I've never had a migraine before, and it was kind of debilitating. I was, like, nauseous and could really light-sensitive, really dizzy. It was crazy. Um, so I just tried taking in lots of water throughout the week and stuff. Um, so then the rest of the week was not super great during the weekday. Like um, my, So then because I ran Tuesday, Wednesday was strengthened um cross training which i did but um it like didn't feel super great because i still wasn't feeling well still had a headache and then my run thursday wasn't again not very not very good i had to run at night um because of garrett's schedule so i was just running on the treadmill at night so it didn't go super well you know but like i got through it all good um but I was starting to feel better on Friday. I took a rest day. <laughs> like I'm like, well, maybe I just need to give myself a little bit more time yeah. before this 10-mile run. And um, yeah, and I, I ran 10 miles on Saturday. And oh, I'm still super awesome. happy about it. Yeah, that's it furthest ever, right? We talked about last week. Yeah. So from now on, anytime I increase mileage, it'll be my furthest ever. Um, and I kept reminding myself of that on the run because it was harder than my nine mile run. I think there are a couple of factors to that. Um, So again, I ran with my friend, Rachel, who's also doing it, but it was tricky because Garrett had to work on Saturday and um, he had to go in kind of early in the morning. Thankfully, not as early as I was thinking at first, but we had to start running at four um, in the morning, Wow! which (laughs) was, I 
I, when we met at our meeting place, I told Rachel, I'm like, I never thought in my life I'd be someone who woke up at four to run 10 miles. Like this is never what I thought I would be doing. Um, and because I had to wake up so early, I didn't sleep well. Like I was so nervous about missing my alarm. Um, and it was supposed to thunderstorm all day. So we were trying to like beat the storm. And that's why I was going so early instead of going later in the day. Um, because I didn't want to run 10 miles on the treadmill. Um, so yeah, we started at four. It was still dark. We should have had headlamps because the first half of the run, we were running just like kind of blindly. Like there was a little bit of enough light, but it was pretty dark. Um, and yeah, we, we, the first half I really struggled through. Um, I think it was just like being tired and coming off a week where I just hadn't been feeling well. Um, I also was trying a new fuel. Um, I was trying honey stingers because I still had some from when I purchased them way back when, um, and I decided to try them out and they didn't really sit well with me. So, Mm. um, I ate, I like tried them about 40 minutes in, um, and I didn't even finish like that first packet because I could tell it wasn't like going to go well. Yeah. So that's the only fuel I had aside from water the whole run, which I think kind of affected, um, the end. But yeah, so the first half was like kind of rough. I took several walking breaks, um, kind of like the nine mile week though, or the nine mile run at some point around like five and a half to six miles, I started feeling like getting in that zone where then you're fine. So we didn't take any walking breaks, like the last four miles, probably for about, probably about four miles. So that was great. Like that, even though I was going a lot slower because I just felt like more tired um it was nice to see that even though i didn't feel like it was my best run i was still doing fine if that makes sense yeah um yeah so we finished it again it was a little slower than like my nine mile um and i didn't splits weren't that fast especially compared to like previous long runs like they weren't as i guess great you could say um But overall, like, I felt good. I did. I, th- I think it's because of the fuel. But I, I kind of started hitting the wall at the end. Like, the last mile, me and Rachel were both just like, okay, like, this is it. One more mile. Like, that's easy. Like, we were pumping ourselves up, like, constantly. Yeah. <laughs> because um, I was really starting to hit the wall. And then the end, like, it it was, it took like, it felt like it took everything out of me, which is something I hadn't really experienced in the last couple of long runs. Yeah. Um, I'd felt like pretty good at the end, but I was feeling really tired and my legs were like really tired. Um, yeah, it's kind of amazing. Cause I really think, cause last week when I ran nine, I'm like, I could keep going. Like this feels great. Um, I really do think that the fuel made a big difference. Like that kind of just taught me like, yeah, that is an important part of it. Like your body just need that energy um, to keep going the way it should be able to. Exactly. Um, yeah. So learn some good things. I still like every week, I feel like I'm <laughs> like all day when, after like Garrett got home, I'm like Garrett, I ran 10 miles this morning. Like I ran 10 miles. That's amazing for me. Yeah. So it, yeah. Exciting. Um, as yesterday, I was like, we finished the run. I'm like, wow, I don't know if I could run three more miles after that. But I I think I can because I felt really great after the nine mile. I think just like properly fueling 
um, will be like a big game changer on my next long run. Sure. Sure. Well, that's really exciting to hear, man. You, you've, you've done it. You hit 10 double digits now and it's going to be so it's going to be in, in no time. You're, you're it's race day and you're going to be ready to go. So um, do you have any questions that popped up this week? Um, no questions about like new things. Yeah. I did have my hip was bothering me again on this last run. Um, oh. Yeah, it I can't remember when it started, but somewhere along the way, I think about halfway, um, it did kind of start bothering me a little bit um not like hurting but kind of bothering me and then it would like go away and then it kind of come back um but it's been a little sore like not sore like a muscle but it's like felt a little funky today if that makes sense and remind me it's your hip flexor like the front of your hip or it's like it's like it's the side it's the side of my hip on my right side so opposite of my left knee, the left knee has been bothering me. It ha- it's my left knee felt really good on the run and it hasn't bothered me lately, but yeah, now it's kind of over on the right side of my hip. Okay. Okay. You think it's something that you'll need to take some more rest days or do you think it's just something that you're going to have to monitor as you're, as you're starting to ramp up um, miles? Yeah, that's well, and that's kind of the question. Cause my, it doesn't bother me on my short runs at all. Um, it just seems to be the long runs. So do you yeah. think that, um, like, would taping it help or do I just continue to ice it for the long runs? Like, how can I prepare it best aside from, yeah. you know, continued strength training? Yeah, I was going to say strength training, especially with bands. If it if it's like your gluteus and medius, like the like the like your buttocks, right? Like on the side. Or yeah, that's higher. Than well, that. it's. Um, it's a little higher than that. It like, it feels like it's in a place where there's not a ton of muscle, if that makes sense. Hmm. Like, yeah, it's like kind of right at the top of my hip. Yeah. Like, like the on the bone. bone. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, so, so I'm going to say something that may irk some people. So we got some, some feedback on the podcast, a review this week that was not so pleasant and that's okay. Everyone has their own opinion. And one of the things that this lady said, I'll, I, I don't, I won't say her name. I'll just say her name was Karen. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, she was frustrated by the fact that, you know, when you ask these specific questions out, you know, running and training plans, I'm always deferring to the experts and, you know, that's by design. One of the things when I became a certified coach that, that they, they really focus on is, stay within your scope, you know, make sure that you're not giving medical advice. If you're not a medical expert, not giving, you know, nutritional advice, if you're not a dietitian. And so I think this is kind of in the same realm where I I don't know enough medically to be able to tell you exactly what to do for that. Other than I can tell you, keep an eye on it. And if, if, if you can identify a pattern that's causing it, then let's, let's try not to do that thing. Right. So, if short runs are no big deal, this is a down week. You're not going to have anything longer than six miles. And so hopefully you're not going to feel that pain again. And then if, if it is coming up at a certain point on your long runs, like let's just say right at six mi- seven miles or right at eight miles, let's try to identify what's happening with your form at that point in time. And maybe it's nothing to do with your form. Maybe it's just simply just the wear and tear and, and time on your feet. And that's why we train, right? So that we can train our bodies to 
overcome some of those issues. So I, I know that's not a great answer, but I think the best thing we can do is just monitor it and try to identify what's causing it as long as it's not getting worse, you know, because if it's if it's continually getting worse, then we just need to peel you back a little bit and make sure that you're you're bringing down the mileage until you feel like it's at a better place. Okay. Yeah, I will um, pay attention to this weekend and yeah. report back. Perfect. Yeah. So just just pay attention to that. And um, I, I don't know if icing will help that. I, 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 I'm having a hard time picturing it. I, it certainly, I don't think, can hurt. Um, but yeah, so, so more band work should help. And then just taking rest where rest is needed. And then if we need to do more, mi- more mileage on shorter runs, we can always do that as well. So um, because, you know, on race day, you're going to power through it. You're going to have the adrenaline and you're going you're gonna to be able to get through it. But in these training runs, we don't want to we don't want you to get injured. So um, good news is it doesn't sound like you're injured. It just sounds like you're kind of noticing a pain that's p- propping up. Yeah. Yes, that's that's exactly that seems accurate because I cool. I think that I have a pretty good feeling now of like um like on runs when especially like my knee when it was really bothering me I like felt like I could kind of tell like okay you should probably stop like this could get worse and I don't necessarily feel that yet but um yeah just this random pain that yeah keeps coming sure yeah um I I had something else but now I can't that's okay man it'll come back to me yeah, I'll share what your plan will be this week, and then if you okay. think of it, then we can go through that. So your long run will be six miles this week, and that'll be on Saturday, of course. And then what I want to have you try is four miles on Monday, four miles on Tuesday, five miles on Thursday. So okay. Wednesday, you could do cross-training. You could do some strength training. Um, Friday, you can do your optional rest or your cross-training, but... Um, try not to do your strength on Friday just because you're going to be in between those longer two runs. So, um, yeah, but give that a shot. And if you're feeling like on Monday or Tuesday, it's just a bit too much or that pain is coming back, then just, just text me and, and we'll, we'll talk through it and we'll figure it out. But I think that, I think that it, I, I think it'll be just fine coming off of a 10 mile run. Um, the only one I may be a little concerned about is Monday, just if you're recovered enough for it. So just, just keep an eye on that. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. I'm just really excited. I still can't believe I ran 10 and yeah, it just seems like it's, yeah, it's sorry. It's still like amazing (laughs) to me to see the progress that I've made and I'm I'm excited. Oh, thank you. It's so hard to, it's hard to think that just, 10 weeks ago or 11, 12 weeks ago, or however long it's been that you could barely run a mile and now you're running 10. I mean, it's, it's so fun to see all the progress. Yeah. I really can't get over it. Like, cause on the run, once we, cause both of us, like I was, we were, it was so early. We were having a hard time. So when we did turn around every mile that we made, we're like, okay, just four more miles, which I mean, yeah, 10 weeks ago would have been, I would never say that, like only four more miles. Um, but that, yeah, that on that run, it really helped me to think about how far I've come. Like I was telling yeah. Rachel, like every half mile, I'm like, I've done this. Like, this is awesome. I can't believe I've run this far, far already. And totally, um, it's, yeah, that in itself is just really motivating. So 
Yeah, mantras mantras are really good uh, when running just to kind of repeat them in your head. For example, you know, you're going to get to 10, mile 10 on your on your half marathon, and then all that's left is a 5K. And you're going to think to yourself, three-mile run, that's... I do that every day, you know, and, and, and you're going to use that as strength. And so anything you can kind of think of in the moment to, to repeat yourself, but keeping your mind positive, that's one of the best things you can do because your body will be ready mind that you have to worry about because your mind plays tricks on you. And I'll, I'll give you just a, a little quick example today. I, <laughs> I had this goal. I wanted to finish in under six hours. I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go give it my all, but I'm not going to look at my watch because I just want to kind of give it my full effort without, oh, I have plenty of time. I'm going to slow down kind of thing. And uh, the very last mile of the race, so, you know, I'd already gone 69 miles. I look at my watch and I had like, I had like 10 minutes or so to, to get to the end so I could finish my goal. And I was running about a 10 minute pace at that time because I was, I was really, really tired. And uh, this past year, I was at a conference for work, and this this woman named Dee Dee Trotter, she was a runner. Um, she was a guest speaker, and she had this this mantra: "I can, I will, must." And literally that last mile, I was just going all out and chanting inside my head, and almost like under my breath, saying, "I can, I will, I must," like with every step. And so weird, but that that little thing just carried me to the end, and I was able to finish um, under time. So, try to think of some some mantras that you can say to yourself that will help you just mentally block out all the negativity. Because it's so say to yourself, "Oh man, I have three miles left. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk to the end," or uh, "I don't think I can do it," or all these different things are gonna come into your mind. So. Yeah, I love that. I will probably, what was her name? Dee Dee Trotter? Yeah, Dee Dee Trotter. I will probably borrow that. <laughs> that yeah. That is, um, that's an awesome mantra. Yeah. Um, I yeah. even felt that like near the end, um, that last mile of my 10 mile, because I was getting, I was feeling like I was nearing the wall, you know. Um, my Rachel asked me if I, she's like, if you need another walk break, that's totally fine. And I was like, I don't, if I take another walk break, I don't know if I'll start again. Like, we just need, like, I, I just want to get there, you know, um, which I was able to do. But yeah, I, I think that, um, as I've said before, the mental thing is really my biggest challenge. Just knowing you could stop anytime because you're like just right. alone. And she did help me because she's run races. As I said, she's run marathons. She's like, I think that the, um, the atmosphere of the race is like going to help you a lot because there's yeah. like people everywhere. And um, yeah, so I'm excited to experience that and um, hopefully that will like help pump me up. But I, I do love the idea of a mantra. I, I should try that out on my next long run or even these shorter ones if I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cr- crowds can be really, really helpful, but at times too, they have been, a negative source of energy for me, which is weird. And I, I think some other people can relate. Um, when I ran New York City, it was constant. I'm talking hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people on on the course, just cheering you on, which is amazing. But it got to a point where like at mile 18, I'm hitting the wall and all I want to do is crawl into a hole. But But everyone's cheering and shouting and screaming. And it's like, you can't escape the noise. Now, it's not going to be that way at the race that you do, but 
keep in mind that sometimes the crowd noise can can kind of like you can't let it get to you you know you you just have to try to see the positivity in it um and i don't know maybe that's not an issue for other people but if you're feeling really tired at the end like sometimes for example it's towards the end of the race and you're feeling really tired and you know maybe you have three miles left and people are like you're almost there and you're thinking in your head i'm not almost there i have (laughs) you know i have like another 30 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever and that can sometimes be a little discouraging so you just have to mentally be strong and, and try to not let you know like if you're feeling like garbage inside and other people are making funny comments and different things just try not to let it get to you yeah good advice yeah awesome well good well i'm excited for you have a great week and keep me posted if there's any issues that come up thank you i will and rest up congratulations again i'm so excited (laughs) for you i was following along on instagram today and yeah that's that's awesome Cool. Yeah. Thank you for that. I might do an episode just talking about the race and um, some of the things I learned. There's a talking of mantras. Maybe I'll just tell you real quick. Um, One of the things for me that is hard about a triathlon is the swim, because I just think humans in general, and and some people don't struggle with this, but I I certainly do. I think just in general, as humans, we're not made to be in the water, right? (laughs) And so there's like a a subconscious part of us that freaks out in the water, especially in an open river or lake or whatever. And um, I was really struggling with this before my race a couple weeks ago in Flagstaff. And and I I was so nervous. I was freaking out. And and I've done multiple triathlons, which has just been a while. And I just could not get myself to calm down. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the thought came into my head, you know, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And, and I was like, well, shoot, if I knew I couldn't fail, I would, I would do amazing in so many aspects of my life, right? Because if you knew you couldn't fail and you were going to win at everything, like you would just do so well. And then I said, applying that, what would I do if I knew I couldn't sink? Because when you're in the water, you have, there's kayaks everywhere and you have a wetsuit and it keeps you buoyant and and I was like, oh, I'm being so dumb about this. Like, I can't sink. I'm not going to drown. I'll be fine, you know? And so it kind of comes back to that mental piece where you just have to, you, you just have to rise above it and, and, and overcome that negativity and, and think of things that will help you um, realize that, that you can do this. You've trained for this. And, you know, there's always going to be doubts that come through your mind. That's just part of the process. And, and honestly, it just gets better with time as you get more experienced. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I love that so much. Um, I think that's something that really anyone at any any stage of their running journey or any part of their life really can take, um, you know, some hope and positivity from that. Like, what if I couldn't fail? Because that keeps like that keeps you back from going through anything. Like, you want to try a new hobby and you're worried about it. Um, my something I've kind of adopted in the last, um, I guess, year, maybe like six months is why not me? Like, yeah. I wanted to like try these things. And I'm like, well, like, they're being so successful with this. Like, they can do this. Da, 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 da. And there's just a, a point. So I, I was not re- like putting myself out there on several things. Yeah. And yeah, one day I'm just like, well, why not me? Like, 
why can't that be me? Like if, if I try for this goal, why can't I get that? And that's kind of why I wanted to finally like run this half marathon because I've always, you know, since high school, I've always kind of thought it'd be a good experience too. Um, but yeah. I never felt like a good runner or I then stopped running and everything. But yeah, I'm like, well, why not me? Like, why can't it be me who runs a half marathon? Um, totally. And I think that that could be, yeah. Like if someone's out there listening and they're like, well, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could run. Like, why not you? Like, I literally couldn't even run a mile. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyone can do anything. And um, the hardest part is starting. And, and like, it is hard failing. Like, this is silly, but I've always wanted to make sourdough bread. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I attempted making a sourdough starter um, and I failed. Like, it went moldy. I have no idea how it happened, but I'm going to try again. And that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I failed. Well, so going back to the failure thing, that's, ultimately not a failure right so so what would you do if you knew you could not fail you ultimately you cannot fail because that experience taught you something and what not to do next time and you're going to iterate and you're going to try again and eventually you'll figure it out and and to me that's not failure right that that's just stepping stones to get to your goal and i love that why not me thing i think that's one of the biggest things as you run this half marathon that you're going to get from it it's not just pat yourself on the back, get a medal. I did something cool. It's the mental win of doing something really hard. And that why not me starts to get smaller and smaller and smaller where, okay, here was a big thing. Why not me? Okay, I did it. Now what's the next big thing? Maybe you want to start a business. You know, why not me? Or maybe you want to make sourdough bread or, you know, do whatever. And you yourself because you know, you can tackle really big hard things yeah so true and same with the failure thing like what you were saying about the sourdough i've seen that just with running like on my runs that i that i personally designated a failure like i still was going out there and running and learning and like you know improving bit by bit um so any any progress is good progress yeah totally yeah that's awesome yeah good i think i think moral of this episode is just the mental piece of it staying positive and and knowing that you can't fail. So thanks for a good discussion and uh, take that into this week. Okay, I will. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right, take it easy. We'll talk to you later. (laughs) Thanks, bye. Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this running journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify, searching B-R-E-K-K.